You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 455 of Podcateers. This week we talk snow at Disneyland. We celebrate a big milestone for Larry. We get a trailer for the upcoming Haunted Mansion film. And spoiler alert, it looks good. There's news about a potential successor for Bob Iger. A longtime Imagineer returns to WDI. We kick off March Mayhem and wrap it all up with our Disney history segment, Great Moments with Mr. Andrew. We'd love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to pocketeers.com links and click on the Discord button to join our community. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers after show, and access to our happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. All right, so that's it. That's going to wrap up the intro. We're going to jump right into this episode. If this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while now, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 455 of Podcateers. Side is frightful, but and the, the fire snow is so delightful. The snow is so delightful. No, because there's no place to go. <laughs> let it snow. Let it snow. Let, let it, it snow at Disneyland. Let it grapple. Let it grapple. Let it <laughs> grapple. It doesn't work very well. Let it grapple. No, they don't really write too many songs about grapple or sleet. Is it or... grapple or grapple? I have no idea. I don't know. It's probably grapple. <laughs> it's probably grabapple. Grabapple. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that was a word to describe any type of falling ice Same. until I started reading all of the articles. To catch everyone up that's listening, uh, here in Southern California, it's very rare that we see any type of ice or snow unless you're up in the mountains. Uh, you know, the beaches are the beaches, and, you know, I, I think Disneyland is far away enough from the mountains that it doesn't commonly see uh, the icy goodness of snow or hail, you know, as much as other areas. But this last week, it it, it grappled enough that it looked white on the floor. Mm-hmm. Like, the attractions had this, like, icy looking goodness to them and uh i i started watching videos get posted on social media like even the disneyland the disney parks account on tiktok was like it's snowing at disneyland and they're showing like you know little snippets of it and stuff like that i mean one i don't think anybody's ever prepared for something like that because quite frankly it never happens you know so all of a sudden People are feeling the icy cold of this grapple. 
I looked it up. It's, it all... is grapple. I looked it up. It is grapple. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Google pronunciation. <laughs> yes, I love it. Um, yeah, and and so everybody's like, it's snowing, it's snowing. Oh, it's hail, but it's snowing. And then all of a sudden, there was all these articles like, well, it it snowed at Disneyland, but it really didn't snow. It was something called grapple and sleet. And I was like, okay, well, why do you have to burst our bubble? Just let us think it snowed, okay? Like, it wasn't snope. It was actual snow. Yeah, party poopers. <laughs> Every party's got a pooper, and it's you. <laughs> so, Mel, you're closest to uh, the epicenter of where all of this happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it like on the day that Disneyland received this grapple fall? <laughs> <laughs> it was... Okay, besides being really cold, um, I actually got to see the cloud before it actually happened. And we were in, I want to say, in passing period for classes. So we were walking to our next class. And I honestly thought, oh, this is going to rain. Like, this is dark that's coming over us. And it didn't. And then I heard from other students, oh, my God, my friend said it's snowing outside. It's snowing outside. All of us, we all, like, went outside to look at this because um it doesn't snow here in anaheim at all so i got to see this through the window before going outside and it was white like you know rain is just rain right lines and whatever dots no this was white like color white and i've never seen that so it was like it was it was fun exciting and it kind of didn't melt on the floor. So you saw like these little like bunches of, I guess, mud, <laughs> chocolate <Yeah>. snow. <laughs> chocolate snow. I was just going to say the thing. <laughs> it was a joke because, you know, like going back to um, Pixar, can't think of it. Monsters, Inc. There you go. When they're in the Himalayas and they're like talking about the yellow slow. So, yeah, there you go. but um yeah it was really really cool to see and the air was so cold like as if you were at big bear i i mean i think i wore three layers on top and two on the bottom two pairs of socks yeah i was dressed for (laughs) big bear (laughs) so yeah andrew didn't you get some snow up there recently yeah, we got a little bit of a little bit of snow. It was actual snow at our house. A um, uh, couple. It was probably just right after we recorded, or maybe right before. I don't remember last. Um, but yeah, we got some snow. We're kind of we're at about twelve hundred feet elevation wise, so still kind of low. Uh, but there has been just weather warning. My all my devices have been telling me of severe weather warnings because I'm very close to uh, Donner Pass. I'm about an hour and a half, probably an hour and a half, two hours away from Donner Pass. Um, it's right up the freeway from us. So we see all the, all the road signs all say, you know, chains, carry chains, unsettled weather, uh, or we'll get the closed at, so-and-so exit closed here closed 21 miles ahead so depending on how the weather is it's uh look at the semi trucks and cars and stuff coming down with snow on top and then it blows off hits your windshield that's great i love it (laughs) but yeah we we got a little bit a little bit of snow it 
it uh, stuck to the ground and almost as quick as it came, it disappeared because the rain followed pretty quickly thereafter. You know, while you were speaking, I had to hold back my dadness yeah. because you were mentioning Donner Pass and in mm-hmm. my head, I'm all like, oh, is that like near Blitzen Lane? Oh, <laughs> no, you know, you know, Donner Pass, the famous Donner Pass. <laughs> where people got eaten, you know that one? You learned about it in school. That's the one. Is it really? Yes, that's Wait. like Donner Lake <laughs> and the Donner Party that took place. Donner Pass. That's a weird turn for the podcast. I'm it like, yeah, I'm trying to be all dad and funny. It's like, <laughs> I, well, then <laughs> I got this for you. Well, it, uh, there's a little education for you, kids of the minivan. You'll learn about the Donner Party, I'm sure, when you uh, learn about California history at some point. Um, that took place <laughs> not too far from where I live. I'm going back to Santa's village. Talk. Okay, like that. Donner and Blitzen, <laughs> and and but do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? That's right, Steve. Steve. So, uh, yeah, the you know I think it's fairly well documented if you've been listening to the podcast for some time that I've never really seen snowfall like i live so close to the mountains yet i've never been in the snow i've never seen snowfall like live you know i've seen some of it kind of gathered and melting but this grapple fall was i think the closest i've ever come to that in real life <laughs> and uh it makes me it made me want to go up to big bear and just kind of enjoy some of the snow and some of the crazy weather that we've been having to see if I can actually catch real snow. Because from what people describe to me, it it feels like this powdery goodness. And I've that's like never fully like computed in my head because it's ice. How could it feel like powder? Right. So mm-hmm. I know that once I actually see it, feel it, experience it, I'll understand that. But as of right now, powdery snow, knowing that ice is hard, just doesn't compute in my head. All right. So so. yeah, I was going to say, so you get a snow cone and you don't put any flavor on it. Just put that in your hand and you'll get a good idea. (laughs) I mean, it's probably still a little more wet than snow is. Like, Like snow is because... It's so cold out typically when it's snowing, the snow stays, quote unquote, dry. Um, so it's, yeah, it, it's powdery, I guess, but it's, it's more, like it's like crunch. It's like crunchy. You step in snow, it's fluffy. It's snow's, the snow's a good time. Yeah, I used to live um, at a higher elevation and when I was in high school and it snowed every winter at uh, my house and... We'd get like, you know, a foot or two of snow and we'd get a couple snow days a year. And yeah, it's snow's fun. It's that thing where it, you, you do it when it's raining too. You just kind of like stand and and just look out the window and contemplate your life while watching the snow <laughs> fall from the sky. You're like, I'm in, I'm in the warm house. Not like a bad thing. Like just like right. thinking about like, oh, I'm inside and it's warm and there's snow outside. Maybe get a hot drink. It's nice. Snow watching snowfall is kind of nice. Like just like rain. I mean, it's the same idea with rain. You just sit and watch I the was rain gonna inside. Say, I like doing what you described with rain. Yeah, it's just like a lot. It's it. The other weird thing about snow is because it's white. 
it reflects light. And so once like there's snow on the ground, it, the like look of the outside changes because light is reflecting more off of the ground. And so it just, it just looks different. It's, it's a very weird thing to think about, but yeah, snow is, snow's cool. You should go to the snow. It's fun. (laughs) Nice. I am surprised though that, you know, Disney always tries to incorporate their properties into really anything, you know, Mm -hmm. having to do with the parks. And I'm so surprised that not once did I see the Disney parks, TikTok or Instagram or anything mention Elsa or Olaf or like nothing. Yeah. We got nothing. It was just one Matterhorn reel. One. I'm like, this is the one time to go outside and be out there with a mountain with snow. Nothing. I mean, thank you, Ken, for making that, but no one thought of the Matterhorn? Come on. (laughs) For shame. (laughs) Right? I would have ran. (laughs) You know, it's probably, you know, I hate to, I'm the party pooper on all these ones, but, you know, all these Instagram posts are uh, set up, you know, weeks in advance. And so something, something happens that is not prepared for. They're like, oh, well, uh, snow. Okay, there it is. Snow's here. Okay, better (laughs) post about it right now. It's here, the snow. Um, I did, uh, I saw the, uh, I follow the ambassadors, the Disneyland ambassadors on Instagram, and they posted a few things. Um, I don't think they mentioned Elsa, but I did see them. They posted the Toontown grass uh, covered mm-hmm. in, in snow. I remember that. Yeah. I okay, did see that. That's cool. You know, it's funny. You remember at D23, we went to the the panel with the ambassadors and they were mm-hmm. talking about how, you know, they were establishing social media and all that stuff in Paris and they kind of brought it over here and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, And we got a piece of wood. I do feel that the ambassador account seems to do a better job at times, like showing what's going on in the park than the Disney Parks account itself does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I follow the ambassadors. I follow there's a couple like cast member page like cast member life page or yeah and there's a couple other pages that i follow that that seem to again more post to the day the day-to-day uh of the parks you know especially disneyland because the disney parks blog or disney parks instagram whatever you want to call it is posting for parks across the world mainly the two u.s resorts but yeah, it's it's nice to follow. I mean, even the Disneyland specific page is mostly just about offerings and very polished, you know, press releases versus the yeah the ambassadors and the cast member life and the different pages right. that that just show the day to day, which is like what that's what I'm interested in anyway. Like I'm interested in all of it, but I do want to see like what's what's uh you know what what are ca- the Indiana Jones cast members up to today, or what are the janitorial cast members doing today, or whatever. And th- those pages seem to uh you know post stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Um, it's one of the days that I feel like I wish I was in the parks, you know, to experience. Yeah. There's a lot of like first that I think I've had an opportunity to experience in the parks. Uh, when I was more actively doing photography, I remember one of the like one of the biggest things that I had been looking forward to was being in the park late enough to snap a photo of a full moon as close to the Matterhorn as possible. And so there was like all these like little things that I was looking forward to, but 
Anybody that had snowing at Disneyland on their bingo card just won the game. Like that, <laughs> right. if you were in the park for that and got a chance to photograph it, video it, whatever, that's it right there. You you won bingo. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, hey, speaking of park stuff, uh, can hmm. we send a shout out and congratulate Larry? Yes. Goofy Guys Adventures on YouTube. He's, he's been like just... Uh, post after post, he's been doing a lot of live streams, and at first he was trying to hit the two thousand, like the two K goal. He hit mm-hmm. that. Then his next goal was trying to hit three K, and this last week he finally did it. Yeah. So congratulations, Larry! three K. That's awesome. I love totally it. Totally awesome. <laughs> yeah. So if you're not following, uh, head over to podcasters.com slash links. Uh, if you scroll down, you'll find uh, both of our YouTube pages. Uh, we're not as active as Larry is. Larry's in the park two to three times a week, and he's live streaming mm-hmm. uh, the shows and the experiences and his experiences and stuff like that. So if you like live streaming from the parks, check out Goofy Guys Adventures for a good time. Let's see. what else. Oh, March Mayhem is ready yeah. to go. We're launching it finally. I don't know what the music sounds like. I can't remember. Uh, A big (laughs) apology to everyone because uh, my intent was to launch on the 6th, which was Monday, uh, March 6th, and uh, adulting happened. And before I knew it, life kind of took over and life was like, hey, you got these other things you got to take care of before you launch March Mayhem. And I was like, but I said March 6th and life was like, no, take care of this other stuff first. And I was like, I, right, I'll do it. And then I did it. And then it was March 7th. And then we realized, oh, we should launch it tomorrow. And so March 8th, the day that this episode launches, we're launching March Mayhem. Whether we like one it or not. Thing, <laughs> whether we like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> I will say there is one change that I think I'm going to implement this time around because it became a little difficult. Um, and it's something that's been difficult the last couple of years maintaining it. Uh, and that is we were trying to post at noon. So new posts for voting would go up at noon. But because of work and school schedules, like sneaking away for a 15 minute break or taking our lunch breaks to coincide with that and not have a meeting or something was becoming too difficult. So I think what I'm going to do is we're still going to have it Monday through Friday, but I think we're going to do it in the evening because most people are kind of on social media in the evening anyway, after work or, you know, they're just kind of scrolling during dinner time or after dinner, whatever the case is. So I'm probably going to be posting them at 6 p.m., going forward okay. that way it gives it there isn't you know any you know i don't have to freak out about whether or not i'm going to be able to take you know 15 minute breaks or whatever to post it uh, again most people are just scrolling through social media at that point in, in the day anyway so it just makes sense to post it later so, and those things are good uh, for 24 hours right so it's you get yeah, a whole yeah, day yeah. regardless so right. whether you see it that day or you see it the next morning while you're scrolling through Instagram, it's still valid. Well, we won't tally the votes until it's over. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's honestly, it's really more for my sanity where I'm not <laughs> running around in the middle of the day trying to figure out whether I'm going to be able to post this thing or not. So, yeah. Uh, but towards the end of the day, it's just easier because if anything, if I can't post it, one of you could post it, you know, and then, you know, life yeah. is good. So, sure. But. 
Uh, yeah, so if you're familiar with March Mayhem and you remember us posting in the middle of the day, uh, just fair warning, it's going to be posted in the evening now just to kind of coincide with our schedules. Also, big change this year for March Mayhem. Normally, we start with a Sweet 16 bracket, and this year we went with 32 to start off. So yeah. there's going to be some days where we might double up or triple up or I don't know, quadruple up, whatever we need to do to get through this in March. But there was so many quotes. Okay, so I know there's going to be a question about this. So I just want to get this out of the way. I know I talked about it in another episode. We brought it up because in previous years, uh, Gavin has been, you know, gracious enough to help me with seeding. Like Gavin's a big basketball fan. Like he knows about brackets. Like he knows about how to set them up. And so in the past, he's just helped us do it. Yeah. And then he tried to teach me how to do it. <laughs> and I like I kind of have the gist of it, but I'll tell you the truth. It was easier to copy the list of all of the participants, like all of the quotes that we had. Right. And and there was mm-hmm. a lot. And then in the next column in Excel, just assign a random number to it. And the first 32, whatever got one through 32 would be part of the bracket. Now, technically, we have enough where if we wanted to, like there's so many quotes. Like remember, these were supposed to be quotes that spanned like 100 years of Disney. That didn't quite happen. Uh, (laughs) A lot of them are newer quotes within the last few decades because, you know, they're the most popular quotes. But yeah. If we wanted to, we could technically do a second version of this in April. We could do another one next year, like a part dukes, you know, whatever you want to call it. But uh, yeah, so I just took the first 32 uh, with the exception of two. The two that I manually inserted and I just assigned two random numbers to them. Uh, They just happened to be across from each other, which I just thought was pretty funny. So we added uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and we added Big Thunder Mountain. So the old prospector is, wow, just ride in the wilderness, you know, and then uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales from Pirates. Those were two that we definitely wanted in there. I I didn't realize where the Pirates one ended. And so there's a part of me that's a little worried because I think the Pirates quote is going to be much more popular than I am Iron Man. Uh, I didn't realize that it's going up against Tony Stark. I don't know. I mean, that's that's pretty, uh, (laughs) that's pretty good odds depending on, on who your audience is that day on scene. You got Marvel people. You got Iron Man. He's pretty popular. You know, he's a pretty popular character. If you didn't know people, they like that Iron Man. Is he really popular? People like that Iron Man. Yeah. That's good to know. It gives me some hope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so the other uh, side of the bracket, we have part of the spiel for Big Thunder Mountain. This here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. Thank that you one. for that. Is <laughs> That's going up against uh, to infinity and beyond. Yeah, you know what? That's another, that's another that's big. That's a good matchup. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, I think it's a good variety, you know, with what we ended up. Again, depending on how this goes, we'll see if we end up doing a second version of it. Uh, I just want to get through this one first. But, yeah, there's some interesting ones in here. There's some that just are laughable because it was so random, like Genie versus Homer. 
I was just right. looking yeah. at that Dope one. <laughs> versus 10,000 years. Can give you such a crick in the neck. Uh, those are just <laughs> downright laughable, and some of them are just like absurd. Uh, let's see, Powerline versus Mufasa. This should be like a matchups. like a Street Fighter game. Oh, Powerline versus Mufasa, Chef Gusteau versus Edna Mode. Final it's funny round. that you mentioned that. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that because one of the things I've always wanted to do when we do March Mayhem is. Uh, I actually purchased music that we use. Uh-huh. So the like the intense like sports beat that you hear yeah. in the March Mayhem mm-hmm. post is just music that I license for us to be able to use for stuff like this. But every time that I posted, I always wanted to use the Smash Bros. Melee menu because <laughs> in uh-huh. TikTok and Instagram <laughs> posts are like, choose your fighter. <laughs> And uh, I like they take it down every so often, so I don't want it to just kind of sit there without music. So I yeah. ended up licensing music for it, but I'm totally with you. If we had uh, like Disney Melee or something, like a uh, yeah, video game holidays, people get on it. That's what it's <laughs> Add it like... to Dreamlight Valley. Add a fighting component <laughs> to it. Yeah, exactly. Right? You get to go to a gym and then just play right there. <laughs> Remy versus yeah. Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> Especially considering the size of the toys in Dreamlight Valley. Yes. They're like the size of your ankle. <laughs> <laughs> Woody versus Ursula. Right. Uh, oh, that's another one that's funny. I, it's, Ursula's not in this one, but I was looking at the bracket right now. We have Din Djarin versus Thanos. Okay, the Mandalorian versus Thanos. Like, In case you're wondering, the quotes that we're using for them are... Din Djarin's quote is, I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. And then Thanos is, I am inevitable. So another interesting matchup that we have going on for that one. So this is, you know, the more that I look at how these ended up, it's not a horrible matchup. The way that they were randomly seated isn't horrible. Like some of them are super interesting. So uh, we'll probably do a prediction up on Discord if you're not part of our Discord community, make sure that you join us. It's super easy to do that. Podcateers.com slash links is where you will find an invite code. Just click on the Discord button and it'll take you over. You'll sign up within you know a minute or so. You know, we have a couple things that we can give away. And so we'll post some of the stuff that we have available. And uh, if anybody wants to post their prediction brackets the way that we have in the past, make sure to post them up on Discord. And then whoever comes closest will get a prize. And, uh, yeah, I think it'll be pretty fun got, for people I to I got try a to box predict. full of prizes that I have to mail yeah. to Hayes in to mail out. There's some good prizes in there. So, yeah, that means I got to get to the post there, office. There definitely <laughs> is. Yeah. All right. Well, that kicks off. March 8th. Remember, we're going to be doing all voting through our Instagram stories. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. But, you know, just choose one or the other and uh, we'll post the results. Uh, Podcateers.com will also have a post once the voting begins for this version of March Mayhem. We will post the image of the bracket. We'll post all of the matchups. And I will post all of the quotes that are going to be used throughout 
the competition as well. So if you're curious to read all of the quotes that we we selected for this time around, uh, head over to the post once it's up and you'll be able to check them out there. Uh, let's see. I want to talk about some movie stuff and some uh, interesting Disney news that came up. Before we do, though, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by an amazing group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast for your godparents, because it is their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. For more info on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, you can head over to podcateers.com slash FGP. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, a link to our Patreon, some info on the FGP Squad. But being a part of the FGP Squad family gets you some additional perks, like a special section on Discord, access to our happy hour calls. Uh, we've uploaded additional content to Patreon that you can check out and more. You know, sometimes I just do random giveaways. Sometimes I just send stuff out at random, you know, whenever I'm, I'm testing new products or, you know, whenever I just feel like making something cool and sending it out. So, yeah, it's all part of being part of the FGP squad. So, again, if you want more information, podcateers.com slash FGP. Uh, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. But, of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. So, big, big, big movie news this week because... After waiting for so long, you know, for this to happen, all of the rumors, all of the talking, all of the failed attempts, we finally got more information and a poster on the Bob Ross story starring Owen Wilson. That's right. That's what you came here to learn about. Owen Wilson playing Bob Ross comments on the big news this week um well i'd just like to uh clarify that he is not playing bob ross he's playing a bob ross he's playing a bob ross type character the movie is called paint um he is playing a character named carl Nar nargle nargel anyway it's basically a bob ross movie without using bob ross as a character it's it's i don't it's kind of like a Maybe more like a parody movie or a Sounds like influence it. movie, but yeah, it's it's not Bob Ross, but it's basically Bob Ross. <laughs> like, okay, well, not exactly the enthusiastic description of a movie that I was expecting, but you know that's what everybody came to hear. You know yeah. whether or not this Bob Ross story was happening. So I guess we can move on now. That's it. Yep. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Just kidding. We got a trailer for the Haunted Mansion. It's happening. This is not a drill. We hope you've seen it because... (laughs) I don't know exactly what just came out of me right now. But my excitement level is like on a scale of 1 to 10. I'm at like a 27 right now. Oh, yeah. Because... You are. Um, I'm sorry if my microphone peaked and everybody's like speakers went out, but here's the deal. Big fans of the Haunted Mansion. If you've been listening for a while, you know this. The Eddie Murphy version of the Haunted Mansion, when it first, you know, when I first watched it and even early on in the podcast, I had a love-hate relationship with that film. Or I have a love-hate relationship with that film. Uh, because when it first, you know, when I first talked about it, I didn't like it. I, I was like, ah, it's so goofy. It's like, hey, look, honey, they got dead people in the backyard. 
You know, I was like, <laughs> eh, eh, there was something about it that just like it was mansiony, but it wasn't mansiony. Like it, it teetered too far into the comedic uh, sector that just like for me, like I just wanted something spookier. And then we got news that Guillermo del Toro was going to be doing one of these. And we're like, oh, my God, this is it. Yeah, yeah. We're finally going to get our, our spooky mansion movie. And after this and that and talk and D23s and news and then Guillermo del Toro's like, well, I don't know if I'm going to do this. Well, I don't know if I'm going to do this. True story. That's how it went down. That's exactly what yep. he said. Exactly. said word for word, verbatim. And then finally. Finally, somebody stepped up and said, you know what? We're doing this. We're going to do this right. Danny DeVito is going to star in this film along with Rosario Dawson and Owen Wilson and all of these great actors. And guess what? The trailer looks amazing. There is a little bit of comedy, but it doesn't look like it's it's really leaning on that comedic aspect of the mansion. Like it looks like it's a more serious film. Uh, I mean, it's not like memento serious, right? But like right. it's, it's not Eddie Murphy's haunted mansion. On top of that, seeing the Hatbox ghost, seeing what they did with the black widow bride. It makes my heart happy. Uh, yeah, little ghoulish heart. Yeah, so this it's uh, trailer is great. It's interesting to see, you know, it well to think about like the difference between this and the Eddie Murphy one. I think you know the Haunted Mansion has a lot of like macabre humor and ironic humor in it, and I think when the Eddie Murphy movie was made, those things weren't as well. uh, I don't know people didn't receive them as well as they might today. So they kind of did more of a slapstick humor thing, which uh, didn't take too well. So I think this is the right pathway to go. Um, The trailer has a ton of references to the attraction. I mean, we start out with just, there it is the Disneyland mansion, basically modeled after the Disneyland mansion, which is, is that's what you want to see. I mean, that's what us Disneylanders want to see. I'm sure the Walt Disney world, crowd would like to see the Walt Disney World mansion but there's nothing as striking as that that Disneyland mansion and seeing that is just great and they have you know from the door doors and the doorknobs in there and you see the stretching room and you know the bride everything it it's the hat box ghost model ju- he looks just like the hat box ghost in the attraction like it's it's what you're looking for uh like Hazen said if you haven't seen this trailer uh you're going to want to watch it to get excited. I mean, unless you want to be completely spoiler free, but this movie does seem like it's going to be leaning more into the, the spooktacular horror of it all. Uh, the kid uh, very is giving off some creepy vibes where he's like, what I forget what he says, but he's like, will it though? And he's like, very, very scared. And then there's a very scary, like horror movie soundtrack. And, uh, creepy bride and everything it's just uh yeah it's giving you a very different uh uh, vibes than the eddie Eddie murphy one um i've not seen anybody post about this online so uh uh i i don't know if i'm the only one that's seen this but there is a where you first see the hat box ghosts figure we also see some uh uh talking busts very briefly so it looks like they're really adding 
everything into this that the fans of the attraction want to see. I mean, you get friggin' Hatchet Man in there. You get or a version of Hatchet Man. You get all kinds of stuff. It's it's very cool. And I'm sure Mel, you have lots to say on this. Uh, so I'll try to uh, stop myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I'm just smiling in the background. Um, the first thing that really came up to my head was they got the color palette right. With the Eddie Murphy one, it was too bright. It was too green. Like, too many bright colors. I'm like, ah. Mansion's known for, like, it's mute colors. It's darker colors, darker tones. And they got it right this time. So that was awesome. Um, it's thrilling. It's spooky in a way that kind of leads you like oh what's coming up next perfect because that's exactly what the mansion is um what else do i want to say um it, it i'm gonna throw a reference that it reminds me of another film that owen wilson was actually in and it's called the haunting and it's basically a home or a mansion per se and it's the same kind of thing where it, everything is haunted in a way that uh, it comes to life. It's only like one night, all that stuff. But it, it kind of gives me that vibe. And I'm like, this is perfect. This is exactly how it should have been the first time around, which I've come around to really like and appreciate the uh, Eddie Murphy one. So I'm not going to really trash it. Um, maybe it was meant for more for kids, I guess. I don't know. It exists. That's, that's, it exists. All right. So back to this one. Um, so for this one, it's just more of the creepiness, the characters that we see. Victor Geist looks awesome with the ghost coming out of the mm -hmm. organ. Um, of course, we see Hatbox Ghost. We don't see Leota yet, and I'm sure we'll see her, but. There's, I don't know if we've already seen her in human form per se, because there's some costuming that looks kind of like a crystal ball. So I'm like, that may be her. Who knows? Um, the bride looks amazing. I would love it if Disney brought that bride to the mansion, like her face gives us the old bride that we had in the attic with the red eyes that always would scare me so mm -hmm. <laughs> she was pretty awesome and i think it would be nice to have like that creepiness back mm -hmm. so hey there's this model right here in the film bring the film to life you know how disney likes to bring their ips <laughs> to attractions yeah. i'm sorry i'm all excited and just trying to just keep cool and stuff but yeah no i am just as excited as you are not at level 25 maybe 11 but i i'm there so yes <laughs> yeah, i i already know <laughs> don't even ask me what i'm doing that day i'm gonna go see this movie i don't know if i'll watch if the i wonder if they'll have it in 3d i don't I know wonder. oh interesting i'm like, hmm. fun. i mean i would probably would watch it twice <laughs> We haven't yeah. seen, just so you know, Melissa, we did not see uh, Leota in the trailer because Leota is played by the great uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Hey, that's so true. She's, she's, uh, Shame uh, on me. That's okay. <laughs> I had to look it up to confirm my suspicions, but 
was like, I remember she was in the movie. I just couldn't remember if that was who she was playing. So, yeah, she's uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's Leota. Um, there's also on the IMDb list, uh, Winona Ryder and Dan Levy are uh, listed yeah. as um, no character. So I'm curious oh. to see uh, who they might be. Is Winona Ryder the bride? Is like Because there's no bride listed on the... That would be um, awesome. So that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I guess we shall see. We have a little while to wait, but um, it's yeah, it's there's there's so much uh, there's so many Easter eggs in this trailer. I mean, mm -hmm. I could go through the it's, clock, the thirteen hour <laughs> clock. I mean, yes. you have the stretching room with the gargoyle uh, candle holders. You have the library with the with the busts you have i mean it's you know they have their own version of the of the purple wallpaper they have it's just mm -hmm. everything's in there you you have uh, black panthers in the movie you got all kinds of stuff it's funny when we were um when they released the muppets haunted mansion mm -hmm. i was so excited for that because i felt that they paid homage to the mansion in a way that I felt that the Eddie Mur that the Eddie Murphy film didn't, right? And you know, yeah. you made a great point, Mel. The the Eddie Murphy version was definitely created for kids. Like you said, Andrew, slapstick funny, but the the horror in the Eddie Murphy version was not intense to the point where you know, kids would wouldn't be able to watch it. You know, it was definitely geared towards kids. This one, I feel like if Guillermo del Toro would have done it and he would have been able to do like what he does, I feel like this would have bordered on like rated R and Disney would have been like, yeah, no, nah, that's not going to happen, right? Like it would have been too mm -hmm. intense because you would have made it for adults. This, I think, marries those two, you know, spectrums together really well. And I... I remember saying when the Muppets Haunted Mansion came out that it was a love letter to Haunted Mansion fans because they did such a great job and they did such a great, um, they represented so many things in the mansion so well in that. Um, but now, just from the trailer, I really hope that the film doesn't disappoint. Like, I, I really hope that the trailer is used to supplement and not give away like the best parts of the film, the way that trailers normally tend to do. But if, if this film holds up just from what we're seeing in the trailer, this is the real love letter to the haunted mansion fans. The Muppets haunted mansion yeah. was a post-it note compared to <laughs> this. Right. And that's a memo. Not that I'm downgrading it or anything like that. Like it sounds like I am, but like Muppets Haunted Mansion was so awesome. Like it's definitely mm -hmm. in my rotation of stuff to watch. It's so well made. But if this film holds up, oh I'm just I can't even begin to tell you how happy I am. And when I saw the trailer, like I watched it before we started recording and I just that there like I felt like there could have been a tear in my eye. I was so happy. Oh yeah, with what we were. Your getting. reactions were fun you to know? watch. <laughs> it's just, every, like you said, everything is represented so well, and at least from the way that it's positioned in the trailer, it feels like certain things are happening. Like there's a scene where the walls are beginning to stretch. Like you got the stretching room scene, right? 
And then right before yeah. that, you see all of the walls closing up and the windows go away, the doors go away, and you know, mm-hmm. it's setting up the stretching room scene. Like the way that it's portrayed doesn't feel like it's this hokey little thing that just happens in the mansion. Like there seems to be fear in their eyes as this is happening. Like there's a purpose behind it. It's not just like shoehorned in because it's just, well, it's part of the mansion. We got to include it. You know, like it, like everything seems to be positioned really well when telling the story. And that's what I'm looking forward to the most here that it just, I don't even know how to continue describing it. I'm just, I'm so happy that this is happening. This trailer makes me so happy and I'm looking forward to it. 287.982%. We haven't even seen the seance room. And that's like one of the highlights right there. The ballroom. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot more that's going to just smack us across the face. So (laughs) with love. (laughs) I mean, I've stepped through this trailer so many times, frame by frame. And there's just so much like there's stuff that you don't kind of pick up on if you don't do this. So like you're talking about the 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 stretching room the windows and doors closing up the second uh set that closes the hat box ghost is outside of the window like uh holding his hat box there his glowing hat box um so that's interesting then like the next frame is somebody running down a hallway who has like they have like a weird light gun camera thing like there's so much like weird stuff that I recommend if anybody wants to see all these like little details, go onto YouTube. You have to do this on a computer, but go frame by frame. And if you use the period and the uh, the comma on your keyboard, those uh, are to step forward uh, and backwards frame by frame. Um, so I recommend everybody if you really want to see, like dig into the backgrounds of these frames. Um, because there's so much detail in every single one of these shots. It's just bananas. Um, so yeah, go, go on YouTube and go frame by frame and you'll be able to see just, there's so much stuff in this trailer, which gives me very high hopes for the film. Ah, man. I feel like I need to take a break after that. (laughs) (laughs) I just, there's so much emotion running through my body right now just thinking about this that and you know the the uh, visual effects house that's doing it i think is the same uh house that's done like some of the harry potter stuff and inception and dark knight so i mean they've they've done some really great visual effects for other films Uh, i think industrial light and magic is also helping out with some of it but uh i think uh, DNEG is going to be the primary visual effects house that's going to be handling uh, a lot of those effects. So kudos to them on an amazing job because just from the trailer, this is already like, it's already mind blowing. So cool. So let, let's, uh, this is like one of those great moments where if we had cutaways, we could be like, all right, we need to take a quick break. I need to like break, like bring my heart rate down from all the excitement. <laughs> Let's take a break and we'll be back right after this. And then we could go away, but you know, we don't we maybe we need cutaways. 
like so that we could just take a quick break going forward. Like, just it like definitely music. definitely help with bathroom breaks, right? Like just old Muzak stuff. <laughs> just do the theme, just the doop, 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 and we're back from the break. <laughs> uh, I guess I could, right? Like, but anyway. Uh, okay. So a couple things. Uh, not a lot of information is known about these other two. These are kind of brand new stories that are coming out. So we're hoping to get more as time progresses. But before we jump into great moments with Mr. Andrew, we just wanted to uh, quickly uh, comment on this. But Bob Iger came back. You know, he's you know working with the Disney Company and the board and everything on uh, a new successor. Uh, obviously, the last one that he appointed didn't go as well as they thought it was going to go. And uh, I I saw an article that says that on the short list of people to take over the Disney company is a gentleman named Adam Silver. He currently works in the NBA. His contract expires in 2024. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not familiar with Adam Silver because I'm not a huge basketball fan, but, uh, you know, I don't hear very good things. You know, he's been um, the NBA commissioner for some time, I believe. But, yeah, I just haven't heard many great things about him. And what I have heard worries me as far as, you know, him running the company. Have either of you heard anything about him? Nope. I've not heard anything nope. good. Um, <laughs> I just I was doing a search of him because I don't know too much about him, but I know that like the uh, NBA, I mean, just like with anything, fans get upset, but like the NBA stuff was uh, not too, uh, uh, I don't know. My grandpa's a big basketball fan and I don't think he's a big fan, but I did look up Adam Silver and the first thing that came up was an article from July of last year. Adam Silver is full of bad ideas. Nobody wants is the title of the article. Um, wow. So uh, maybe uh, not the best choice for um, one of the world's largest uh, entertainment companies. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I hope it's not true. I mean, obviously the Disney company is going to do whatever is going to make them the most money. And if they feel that Adam Silver's way of thinking is going to bring them more money, obviously they're going to take that route. But I hope that they also take into consideration that the, you know, the, the reason Bob Chapek clashed with so many and people would refer to him as a bean counter is because he put, the company profits which makes sense you know he put the company profits ahead of the experience for a lot of people and disney is experience based you know what you get in the parks what you get with the films what you get when you go on the cruises on when you stay in the hotels and like all of that is part of the disney experience and the disney magic and that's what was lacking you know for for a lot of the time that Bob Chapek was in charge of the company. And so 
when you hear about Adam Silver's reputation and then, you know, you search for that article and the first thing is, you know, pointing to some negativity, it makes you wonder whether or not the board is going to say, well, you know, who cares? Let's just, our bottom line is to make money. So let's just bring him in and do what we can. Or if they're going to look back on the last couple of years and think, well, you know, Bob Chapek did similar things maybe we should take a different approach, you know, and, and take, you know, this route or something like that. So uh, again, it's a, it's a newer story. I think we're still learning about it. And again, nothing's been confirmed. It's just uh, what people hear. It's being reported as uh, him being on the short list of possible successors for Bob Iger. But uh, we'll definitely keep an eye on that. But there was another article that broke today uh, that talks about Bruce Vaughn returning to the Disney company. Bruce Vaughn worked at Imagineering for 22 years, I believe. Uh, there was this huge shakeup, you know, that, that was already happening. But Bruce Vaughn left the company uh, back in 2016, and then he became the CEO of a VR firm called Dreamscape Immersive. He did all sorts of like virtual reality stuff. Uh, and then from there, he went on to work at Airbnb. Like he was a uh, part of the creative product team at Airbnb. He spent the last year and a half or so working uh, there. But I mean, he's been a part of some pretty big projects with the Disney company. Like he's worked in stuff for Tokyo, for Shanghai. He worked on Cars Land. Like he's done all sorts of stuff in the time that he was with Imagineering. You know, now that that Bob Iger is back, I'm wondering if this is in answer to the fact that Bob Weiss recently left the company and he's working with an architectural firm, I believe. Uh, either way, Bruce Vaughn, I think, is one of those experienced Imagineers that uh, works well with a lot of his colleagues, and he's done a lot of really great stuff for the company. I think this is one of the more positive changes that we've seen in some time. You know, we've heard about a lot of Imagineers leaving. You know, Bob Bob Weiss, who was uh, leading Imagineering, left. You know, Joe Rohde left. And, you know, when you start hearing some of these popular Imagineers leaving, you get a little worried. But this, I think, is kind of a, a bit of a turn. It seems to be a positive change for Imagineering. And I'm hoping that, you know, his return is a positive experience for other Imagineers that will be working with him. Yeah, it's a uh, it's very exciting to to see uh, creativity uh, come back to Imagineering, you know, with with somebody that is tried and true uh, with Bruce. Um, like you said, you know, he, you know, Tokyo Disney Sea, the most beautiful park that's ever existed. He was uh, like the creative uh, lead on, and you know, Hong Kong Disneyland, Shanghai Disneyland, Star Tours, the the whole California Adventure redo, like all of these different things, uh, he was at the helm for. So it's it's very exciting to to see this. Um, hopefully, uh, there. There might be some more that follow in his footsteps. Maybe he's he's able to uh, to outstretch that goodwill um, to some other uh, former Imagineers that may have had their uh, tenure uh, cut short because of reasons. Um, so uh, here's hoping. Yeah. Yeah, I I pretty much share the same sentiment. Like, it's 
sad. It was sad when we saw a lot of Imagineers, a lot of creative minds leave the company. So to see him return, and at first I, I wasn't familiar with the name. I was familiar with the projects, but to be familiar familiar with him again, it's it does bring you hope. It does bring the possibilities of more magic and. It is exciting because you want to see what's going to happen, like what he's going to do in his new position. So we'll see. I believe he starts the end of the month or close to the end of the month. So I'm sure we're not going to hear yet, but let's see in the end of the year to see what happens. So it'll be fun to like check back and see what has happened. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, exciting times. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think he's actually sharing the responsibility of running Imagineering with Barbara Bowser. I don't think he's mm -hmm. doing it on his mm -hmm. own. I think it's like a co-lead role that he's stepping into. But, you know, the, the co-lead roles, you know, I think we've talked about it before. Like, even as a replacement for Bob Iger, I think there's yeah. there's benefits to having the dual leaders that way. Because, you know, you bounce ideas off of each other and... You know, some may be stronger in some points and some may be stronger in others. And you can find a really good balance that, you know, can help lead a team in a direction where, you know, you're you're putting out really great stuff. So, yeah, I, I think over the course of the next several months, we're definitely going to be hearing more about, you know, what they're doing at Imagineering. And I'm, I'm hopeful that we're going to be hearing some uh, exciting stuff uh, later in the year. Uh, okay, well, I guess uh, before we wrap up the podcast, this is a great time to learn a little bit more about Disney history as we celebrate Disney's 100 years. And, of course, we've been doing that weekly with some great moments with Mr. Andrew. The world has never had a good definition of the word liberty. And I'm not going to keep doing that. I finally looked Good at job. the script, so I had a <laughs> I had a Lincoln quote to do because uh, I always forget any time. But uh, <laughs> let's you know what get we could have done it. Huh. before you get into it. You know what we could have done? We could have taken the entire script of Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, and every week you could have said one line from it. Where at the end, if you put them all together, it was the entire speech. <laughs> That would have been funny, but we didn't do that. Start at 50. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right? It's not very long. Like, there's not a ton of lines. I just looked at, um, the, like, there's a lot of, like, music and songs and stuff in it that are part of it, so, uh, like, narrator stuff. Anyway, so uh, this year's, uh, the years we're covering this uh, week are 1941 and 1942. Um, so we'll get uh, right to it with the elephant in the room here. 1941, turmoil is brewing. The last few films uh, for Disney didn't do as well financially as the company would have hoped. So profits are down and layoffs are imminent. Uh, simultaneously, Walt's animators want to unionize. Over 400 animators had signed cards wishing to join the Cartoonist Guild, but Walt kept pushing to have the animators be represented by his in-house union, the Cartoonist Federation. To his dismay, the National Labor Relations Board declares that Walt's Cartoonist Federation is illegal and orders it to be disbanded. Um... 
After that, Walt fires 20 animators who had signed with the Screen Cartoonist Guild, including Art Babbitt, uh, who was leading uh, one of the leaders of the union movement. On May 29, 1941, three to 700 uh, Disney animators and members of the Screen Cartoonist Guild stage a strike on the Disney Studios. Uh, more than a thousand picketers appear in the first hour of the strike. Uh, many people urge Walt to settle the strike, including the bank who was underwriting the company's stock. Um, the printing council forces a temporary withdrawal of the Mickey Mouse comic strip from its newspapers uh, in support of the strikers. And the Technicolor Corporation announced its refusal to process any Disney film until the studio recognizes the string cartoonist guild. Uh, the strike got so much attention that President Franklin Roosevelt sent federal labor counselor Stanley White to Hollywood to try and work out the settlement of the Disney strike. On September 9th, uh, Roy Disney agrees to settle the employee strike via binding arbitration. And on September 14th, 1941, the strike officially ended. Uh, work resumed at the studio on September 16th, but with only 694 employees on the payroll, down from 1,200 at the start of the strike. So that's the big beast of 1941. Other than that, uh, in 1941, Pinocchio wins two Oscars, one for Best Score and one for Best Song for When You Wish Upon a Star. Uh, Fantasia wins awards for from both the National Board of Review and the New York Film Critics Circle. Um, on June 20th, Disney releases its first live-action film, The Reluctant Dragon, which had its premiere at the Pantages Theater in Hollywood. Walt, Lillian, and a team of animators take a trip to South America as a goodwill tour uh, and to get inspiration for new films. On September 13th, the day before the animator strike ended, uh, Elias Disney, the father of Walt and Roy, passes away in Los Angeles. Um, on October 23rd, Disney released Dumbo to theaters. Um, and uh, on December 7th, uh, 1941, Pearl Harbor is bombed. Um, the very next day, U.S. troops move onto the Disney lot. The station troops took up approximately 50% of the space on the lot. Uh, by the end of the year, 20 shorts were released, which include uh, for higher education and technical films produced by the company. Uh, now that brings us into 1942, uh, which sees the company helping with war efforts the best way it knows how, uh, with animation, of course. Uh, the U.S. Naval Bureau of Aeronautics hires Disney to make 20 animated training films, um, and the Donald Duck uh, film Donald Gets Drafted is released, which would be the first Disney war-themed cartoon released uh, during World War II. Um, awards that year include Dumbo winning an Oscar for Best Score and the short Lenda Pa winning Best Short. Uh, Leopold Sikowski is awarded a special Oscar for, quote, widening the scope of motion picture as an entertainment and as an art form. Uh, and Walt received the Irving Thalberg Memorial Award uh, from the Academy. Uh, the National Board of Review awards the Best American Film to Dumbo. On August 13th, Disney premiered Bambi at Radio City Music Hall, and on August 24th, premiered Saludos Amigos in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Uh, by the end of August, the U.S. military ends its occupation at the Disney Studio, and in November, the National Labor Relations Board rules that Disney must reinstate Art Babbitt. 
Uh, by the end of the year, they had produced 27 shorts. That includes uh, educational and the military shorts. Um, so that's 1941, 1942. Uh, lots of history compacted into just a few minutes, but uh, there is there's so much information on the strike um, that if you really there's books and books written about uh, the animator strike that if you really want to get into the detail of it, um, there's so much information out there. Uh, there's also a lot of information out there about uh, Disney's war efforts for World War Two. Uh, the Walt Disney Family Museum did a whole uh, section on uh, uh, a whole what do you call it like a installation they did a whole installation on uh disney in uh with the world war ii so there's these two years kind of uh a lot of stuff happens uh so it's kind of hard to distill it down into just a few minutes but yeah if, if you want any information on this stuff there's there's so much information out there for you to find yeah um it, it kind of gives me an idea to to go back and create one of our good old fashioned history full episodes where we just kind of hit a, a like a single topic throughout the entire mm-hmm. uh, episode. Uh, I think both of those things, you know, the war efforts and having an episode dedicated to uh, the the strike itself. I mean, there was so much that came out of that, and you know, it really helped mold a lot of how animation was done after. You know, a lot of things definitely changed after that. But let's discuss that on the side. I think it would be interesting for us to create, you know, an episode for each of those, just like a dedicated episode. Yeah. So yeah, there's so much. I mean, with what what's what was going on in Walt's head during this animator strike, because it's you know a lot of it's like, well, he feels like it's his thing and he did all this stuff, but at the same time, the company is growing so much that like the union like you ha- unions are a thing that you're gonna have to deal with and da 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 yeah. da and, and it's you know feels like he's losing control of his company and and did he react in the best way uh i don't think so and i don't think anybody nah. <laughs> uh, thinks he did uh but those were the things that happened and uh you know the president of the united states had to get involved and uh you know what the company's still around so they figured it out but uh yeah it was uh maybe not the 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 best thing uh, present him in the in the best light at that point. You know, there also like there's a lot of uh, this is you know World War Two. There's a lot of like communism talk and stuff like that. So there's a lot of rumors going around about oh well, there I have stuff I didn't even include like animators like there was pamphlets going around Hollywood saying oh Art Babbitt's a communist and all this stuff and there there's just like that that was at the time where they just call anybody a communist if you wanted to uh, if you wanted to get back at somebody you know that's a good way to get the government to look at them i guess i don't know i didn't read too much into it but yeah there's there it, it's just uh it's ripe for the picking uh any information on the strike there's there's so many books uh and so much information that yeah we could we could d- dedicate a whole month to the strike it might get a little like depressing a little bit but there there's <laughs> I mean, a lot of information true. out there yeah yeah wow. that's there's history so many rabbit holes that you could just fall into mm-hmm. if you were to just take one portion of the strike and just you know just go right into it and then when you hear like the when you learn about the other side there's another little side rabbit hole and you're like whoop there you go just going down yeah. And then there's yeah. like and all only, this information. Yeah. 
It only lasted four months. I mean, that's pretty long for yeah. a strike, but like so much happened leading up to it and just in those four months that it's, yeah. I definitely we should do something on it. It's it's it, there's a lot of <laughs> interesting stuff in there for sure. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, we'll definitely take that offline and try to create something uh, for a future episode. And uh, also, you know, if you have any ideas of things that you'd like us to talk about, post them up on Discord. <clears throat> you know, our community on Discord is slowly growing. And uh, we've been welcoming new members recently. So shout out to all of our new members on Discord. But if there's ever a topic that you'd like us to talk about, leave a suggestion, you know, uh, over in the general channel. Uh, we'd love the feedback and we'd love to create some episodes that I think everybody would be interested in. Just like this, like the strike and all that, I think is definitely like I know, like you said, it would be depressing. But I mean, history is history, right? That's the exactly. Thing. Like, no, it's... You, you know, the, the good thing about knowing what happens is. I mean, hopefully you learn from it. You know, that's that's always what you hope happens. Um, sadly, that doesn't always happen. And sometimes real life, you know, clashes and you realize that not everybody has learned the lessons from the past. But uh, it's it's part of the reason why it's important to know history and why it's important to know, you know, how things happen so uh, I'm definitely interested in this episode definitely interested in extending that segment but uh, yeah I think that's a great place to end this episode if you have any comments on anything that we talked about uh, again join the community over, over on discord join the conversation let us know your thoughts let us know your thoughts on anything that we talked about in the episode uh, post your brackets for March Mayhem. Again, we're yeah. going to be launching this the day that this episode launches. So uh, if you have any predictions, just, um, you know, you could take a picture, save the image that I posted on Discord, fill it out, post a picture of your prediction bracket, and let's see who gets the closest. Like we said earlier, we have a few prizes uh, stashed away that we'd be happy to send out to whoever gets the, the closest. I want to say last year... Brian, FGP squad member Brian got the closest, so he won a prize. He and He got um, a, a little something from us. So let's see how it goes. This one's going to be interesting. Biggest bracket we've ever done. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna be a wild ride. What what is it, Andrew? The, the it's the wildest ride in the wilderness. That's right. Something it like that. Truly is. Also, we got a new Quizneyland this week, so remember uh, to check that out in the feed. And uh, that's it. That's going to wrap it up for this week. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Part of the Podcateers Network.